we ask it. Amen. Well, Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. This is the Message Bible. When Jesus arrived in the villages of Caesarea and Philippi, he asked his disciples, what are people saying about who the Son of Man is? They replied, some think he is John the Baptist, some say Elijah, a prophet, some say Jeremiah the prophet, or some say some other prophet that you know, we can't kind of finger right now. Then he pressed them. How about you, the ones who've been hanging out with me for almost three years? Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter said, you are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You are the son of the God who lives. Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get this answer out of books. You didn't get this answer from teachers. My father in heaven, God himself let you in on this secret of who I really am. In other words, Peter, you had an encounter. The word encounter is from a French word, encounter, which means face to face. And now, because you know who I really am, I'm going to tell you who you really are. You see, you can't really know who you are until you know who Jesus is. Because Jesus, the word of God, John chapter 1, created you. So he already knows who you are. You could be right now a nurse that's disguised as a hairdresser. See, my wife's hairdresser, when she came to Jesus, she discovered that I'm more than a hairdresser. I'm a nurse. And she's in schools right now helping children because she found out who Jesus really is. She found out who she is. Could you turn to the person next to you and say, my friend, I'm wondering who you are right now. Oh, you have on a disguise. Ah, but when you meet Jesus, ah, I could stop right there, but I'm going to keep going. Hmm. So I'm going to tell you, you really are. You are Peter, a rock. And, and on this rock, I'm going to build my church. A church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. And that's not all, there's more. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. That is his resources. Keys to open any door, keys to open every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth or earth and heaven. And yes, a yes on earth is a yes in heaven and a no on earth is a no in heaven. Ephesians chapter five, verse 25 through 27. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, just exactly as Christ did for the church. He gave up his life for the church. That's what the NLV version says. Verse 26, a love that is marked by giving and not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke the church's beauty. Everything Christ does and says is designed to bring out the best of his church. I, I want to speak to you. I want to start a series. It's a four-part series called The Selected Ones. The, the Selected Ones. And I want to hopefully change your paradigm, your mindset, of what church is. 
And you're going to understand, hopefully by the grace of God, we're all going to learn that we've been undersold when it comes to the church. We, we limit the church to the benches or the pews that you're sitting in. We limit the church to these nice stained glass windows. We limit the church to watching and seeing people sing on the stage. And we limit the church to hearing somebody speak a message about the Bible and about Jesus. We limit the church to people who are belonging to the same congregation. But the church is bigger and better and better than that. Oh, man. And when we understand, I, I've, been, I've been preaching, I've been testing this sermon out in other churches out of the state, so just in case. <laughs> and one of the churches I preached that I had a response that I never, I, I never had before. When I said I need to stop, they said, keep preaching. And so you really want to get the whole context, but I want to start out right now with just the introduction, and then over the next three weeks, we'll finish this series. Uh, um, there's a thing that goes on, we're in the month of April, but there's a thing that goes on that's called March Madness. Amen. And March Madness starts out with a selection committee. And they select 64 teams, and you have your brackets. I don't know if you can show the next screen, your brackets. Anybody have a bracket when they were in, okay, you can, yeah, the, the rest of you can tell the truth later. Uh, and, and so you cannot participate in the NCAA finals or tournament until the selection committee selects your team to be in the tournament. Without being in the tournament, you cannot win the championship. So this past week, particularly Sunday, uh, LSU, better known as Louisiana State University, they, okay, some of you from there, uh, they won the women's championship on last Sunday. Oh, oh yeah. And then uh, this past Monday, the men's team, University of Connecticut, they won, better known as, yes, the Huskies. Uh, they won the men's championship. The interesting thing about the NCAA selection committee is that there are some teams that you thought would be picked, and then there's some teams that you thought would not be selected. They are teams, what they call is on the bubble. And on the bubble means like you're, you're on the edge. You, you don't know if you have a good enough record to be selected or if you have a bad enough record that you're not selected. And there's an argument at the end sometimes where some teams got in that didn't deserve to get in and some teams didn't get in that people thought deserved to get in. Sounds like heaven. <laughs> and then we have another selection where you fill out forms online and they tell you online, select one. Maybe you're ordering something on Amazon or you're honor, ordering a jacket. And they, they give you options, but you can only select one at a time. Mm. Even though you have options, the word options comes from a Latin word that means choices. You have choices, but you can only select one. I had options, but I only selected one. <laughs> I'm so glad I did. It's my wife. <laughs> Somebody said, okay, amen. We can say amen to that. 
the word select, the word select, it means to choose in preference or in favor to others. In other words, you, you, you have a few things that you can choose from, but you, you've chosen one. It means to pick out. The word selection comes from a Latin word, selectus, which means to choose or to single out or to separate. Are you with me? So, so 40 years ago, I, I chose and I selected you. And, and I'm glad that I'm still with my selection. Praise the Lord. Uh, and now the word select, it comes from two Latin words, S-E-C, which means uh, apart, and legere, which means to gather, to gather apart. So in Acts chapter 1, verse 14, as the church is about to be burned 10 days from that particular setting, the writer, uh, St. Luke, Dr. Luke, is naming the names of the people who were selected to be in the upper room for the birth of the church, which we call Pentecost, which will take place as we celebrate this year on May 28th. This word church, the ecclesia, is an important word because Jesus is talking about this, this group of ek, which means out, and klesia, which means called out. So the church are uh, individuals who have been called out. They have been called, Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 2, they have been called out of darkness, out of ignorance, into the marvelous light of Jesus. So you who are here, you have been called out. You have been called out by Jesus, especially if you're giving your life to Jesus. You have been called out from a bunch of people, friends who you were doing the same things they were doing and you grew up in a bad neighborhood and why did you make it out and others didn't? You were called out. Why, is, why did you get to go to college and all the guys you used to hang out with or the girls you used to hang out with didn't get to go? You were called out. Why did a door open to you and not to others? You were called out. Now, you may think that's unfair. I'm going to tell you why it's fair. So Peter gets this revelation that Jesus is not John the Baptist, come back to life. Jesus is not Elijah, or Jesus is not Jeremiah. Jesus is not a prophet. Jesus is the Son of God, but only God could show him that. And God is speaking to you right now, for some of you who don't know Jesus, and God is showing you that this is different. This is not just happy people singing happy songs. These are people who heard the voice of God, who called them out of ignorance to say, wait a minute, this celebration of Easter is not about the Easter bunny and candy and dentist trips for your children from eating all that candy. This is about the risen Savior who rescued me from sin, who rescued me from shame, and even deeper, Lord have mercy, he rescued me from myself. And because Peter recognizes who Jesus is, he is called out. And he is the beginning, the first of the called out ones that's going to build a family of called out ones. Mm. We were talking about NCAA finals. In NCAA tournaments, 
And most of us will never have played in that tournament. We have a few in our church who have played, but most of us never will play in the tournament. But most of us have the opportunity to play what we call pickup basketball. Anybody ever played pickup basketball? Raise your hand. You played pickup basketball. Yes. Now, if you could show the, the picture of pickup basketball, you would say, well, does this have to do with the selected ones? Oh, you're going you're gonna to find out. <laughs> now, here's the thing about pickup basketball. Pickup basketball is basically you can walk literally to any basketball court in the country, unless it's a dangerous neighborhood, but in the country, you can walk. And you can, all, you, all you have to do is show up. How many of you all have ever played pickup basketball with people you didn't even know? Yeah, yeah. You can just, so you don't need the NCAA, NCAA committee. You don't even need tryouts. You could actually stink in basketball. You can actually not even know the rules. And you can show up and actually play. Now the beauty of pickup, and that's the beauty of pickup basketball. You can show up with the most nicest, the movie Air Jordan came out, the most nicest Air Jordan sneakers, or you could show up with sparky dockies. It doesn't matter, you can even show up in shoes and still be picked. That's the beauty of it. It's like, it's like Jesus says, come as you are. I've discovered, let me just look at the lights. I've discovered that the guys who wore the nicest sneakers in the nicest outfit and everything matches, beware they probably can't play. <laughs> I've discovered something about pickup basketball that matches the selection committee of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's two things I discovered about pickup basketball. Number one, Though everybody can play, maybe some of the most important people in this picture are not the people who are playing, it's the people under the basket just watching. <laughs> They're watching because they intend that when the game's over, they're going to play next. We got next. Now here's the tough thing about this game is because when you play pickup basketball, there's only, <laughs> there's only, the, the selection committee is only made up of one person. It is the guy who says, I got next game. And the guy next game, he is looking at these individuals under the basket saying, who is gonna give me the best chance of winning? Because if you don't win, you're off the court. And so he looks who he's going to pick. And you're hoping that he picks you on the team. And I've been in situations where I was not picked. And it's a horrible feeling when there is 20 guys and there's only three teams that got next and they all don't choose you. But eventually, if you don't get picked, <laughs> You get to be the selection committee. 
And now you get to pick. Now that may sound like good news. But when you see these many people, that means from my eye contact, that means there's probably going to be about four, three or four games that have to be played before you get to play. And so now it's your turn to pick. And you say, yeah, finally, finally. And they say, I'm going to pick you. And the guy who you picked looks at you and says, nah, I'll wait. <laughs> Can I get a witness? I'll wait, meaning that you stink. And I don't want to be playing one and done, so I don't want to play on your team. Because I know if you pick me, we're going to lose. And you may say, well, what has this have to do with Jesus? Oh, it has to do with everything. He died on the cross. He rose again as the victor. And he has the audacity to choose the worst people on the court. He chose a teenager, Mary, poor, to be birthed through. I mean, if you're the king of kings and the lord of lords, don't you think you would at least choose a princess to come through the world? She was a girl in a small town that nobody really cared about. Another time Jesus walks into a region, Matthew chapter 15, and he chooses to heal the child of an outsider, a Canaanite, a Gentile, like somebody who wasn't even part of the family. This is the one that gets me. Jesus is on the cross dying. And he has two people on either side. I never thought about this. God chose these criminals to die at the precise moment that Jesus was being crucified. It was like Jesus, God was saying, the only, the only way you're going to get close to Jesus at this point of your life is if I have you crucified right next to him. And one said to Jesus, I don't want to be on your team. Because as Evan preached on Friday afternoon, Lord have mercy. You're a loser. If you were a king, you certainly wouldn't be hanging on a cross Identify with us. You're a loser. I'm not playing on your team. Select somebody else. But the other thief was saying, Jesus, I know I deserve everything I'm going to get. I know I'm a loser. I know there's no other option for me at this point. I'm going to die. But when you get into your kingdom in paradise, please select me. And Jesus said, <laughs> today, I'm selecting you. I'm calling you out to be on my team today. You will be in paradise. Are there any people who were losers until Jesus picked you to be on his team? You are the selected ones. As far as you were from God, he, he found a way to get you within reach. And this is my final point. 
which I never thought about. Brother Cameron, who we play ball all the time. I never thought about this about pickup basketball. Someone picks out the team. People can reject being selected. But this is something I never realized. Once you are picked on to a pickup basketball team, you can't get kicked off. Think about it. You could be horrible. You can stink. They can cuss you out, say, why did I choose you? But they can't kick you off the pickup. I've never seen anybody kicked off. I've seen, but here's the other thing. You can quit. You, oh, man, I got to, oh, my goodness, I had a doctor's appointment. I got to get off, and, and, and you can quit, but you can't get kicked off. Why is that so important? Because after Jesus says to Peter, Peter, I select you. Peter then denies Jesus three times. If anybody deserved to be kicked off the team, it's the captain who denied being a part of the team. And yet when Jesus rose again, one of the first things that was said is, go, go find Peter. Go find Peter. Because Peter's like, I'm, I'm, I blew it. I'm off the team. I messed up. And Jesus says, Peter, I still select you. you I'm not letting you quit my team. Sadly, Judas quit the team. So my point is right now you're sitting here and this is, I hear these terms. Why well, go to Easter service where I haven't been to church for a whole year, I'm just being a fake? Why, why go to church on Easter when I'm not going to go any other day and I don't want to be a hypocrite? Why do I go to church on Easter and... I haven't been to church in five years, and I like this one. And my guess is as soon as I walk in, the, whole, the walls are going to collapse because I was there. Well, you know, this has been around for over 100 years, and so it's going to take more than you to collapse the walls. But could it be that God used this day for you to be like the thief on the cross to get you within reach of Jesus so he can look at you and say I'm selecting you to be on my team the question is now that he's, now that he's selecting you what's your answer going to be are you going to be like the thief on the cross and say if you're such a king of king why is all these murders taking place in schools if you're the king of kings, why is this pandemic wrecking people's lives? If, if you're the king of kings, why is people's finances being destroyed? If you're the king of kings, why, why do I want to be on your losing team? Or could you be the other thief who says, you're the king and you have everything under control. And I'm grateful that when I wasn't even thinking about you, you still chose me. This morning, whether you're online or you're in this room, no matter what mistakes you've made, no matter how much you've blown it, no matter how much you're saying to yourself, I don't deserve this opportunity, Jesus is saying, I want you to be my selected one. I'm, pick, I'm picking you. Let's, let's do life together. And I got a secret that I want to share with you. I am 
I am the Michael Jordan of life. You will never lose a championship if you're on my team. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You, you, you didn't come here simply because somebody invited you. How do I know that? Because you've turned down many invitations to come to church. This is not like your first invitation. So why, why, Why? Why now? You know why you're here? Because maybe a few hours, maybe a few moments, maybe a few weeks, maybe a few months ago, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, said, I'm selecting you to come within my sphere of influence on Easter so you can join my team. You, you can't win the championship without first being selected on the team. There's no tryouts. You don't even have to be good all you have to do is accept the selection. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you know Jesus has been speaking to you. You know you've had opportunities to receive Christ. And every time he's spoken to your heart and says, come on, join my team. In fact, I'm not asking you to join my team. I'm asking you to do something better. Join my family. I want my father to be your father so that we can say our father. I died on the cross to pay for all the wrongs you have done and all the wrongs you will ever do. But I need you to say yes to my invitation to be a part of my family. If you're here right now and you sense the Lord is speaking to you and you're saying, Jesus, I want to become not simply a part of your team I want to be I want I like the better offer that you're making to be a part of your family where Jesus you're my big brother and God is my daddy as heads are bowed and eyes are closed they're saying Bishop Brian could you please pray for me I want to give my life to Jesus I want I want a brand new start I quit the team, but I, I, I want another opportunity to give my life to Jesus. If that's you, they're saying, Bishop, could you pray for me? Could you slip your hand up high so I can see it? We're not going to ask you to do anything else, but we want to pray for you. You know God has been speaking to you. You want to give your life to Jesus. Could you put your hand up? I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Usually one hand raises and a bunch of other hands raises. You want to give your life to Jesus. I don't know who's online, but you can raise your hand right where it is because God sees your hand. God sees your hand. Those in the lower sanctuary, today is a new day for you. If you will slip up your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Now, those of you who have your hands, could you keep hands up? Could you please keep your hand up? And all of us are going to say this prayer to, because now you're becoming a teammate. You're becoming a member of family. We, wanna, we want to say this prayer with you as you are being selected. And those of you online, 
people raise your hand, keep your hand up. I can't see it, but Jesus can. And those of you in the lower sanctuary, keep your hand up. I can't see it, but Jesus can. And everybody repeat after me why those who have their hands up, keep their hands up. Dear Lord, I come to you this morning on April 9th. And I'm asking you, Lord, to save me from my sin. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross to pay the penalty that I should have paid. But Jesus, you have risen from the grave and you have selected me. And I say yes, because the scriptures say, whoever calls on your name shall be saved shall be rescued, shall be selected. So I'm calling on you, Jesus. And I am now a part of your team. Amen. 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 Those of you who lifted up your hands or those of you online, Please, you know, you can connect with us online. If you need a Bible, we'll give you a free Bible. We'll give you free material. We want you to grow in your, rela in your relationship with God. We want you to, to enjoy all that God has for you now that you're part of his family. Father, strengthen these individuals who have given their lives to you. Walk with them, Lord. Help them to know that they are now part of the family, part of the team. And not talk about the team, Pentecostal Tabernacle, but the family of God throughout the world. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, we have a special treat. And so I'm going to remove myself from this uh, altar as we close out. Y'all give, give it up for the kids as they come up. They work so hard.
let the lion roar. Hail, hail, lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. Hail, hail, lion of Judah. Come on, stand to your feet. Let the lion roar. Hail, hail, lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. Come on, stand to your feet.
that we give a closing blessing as, a close to, as opposed to a closing prayer. So if you could put your hands out as if you're receiving a gift. Because you're receiving a gift from God, a blessing. If you're online or in the lower sanctuary, put your hands out. This is based on Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face to shine, grin, beam, and show his pleasure on you. May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor. May the Lord select you to promote you, appreciate you, support you, side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his composure, his prosperity, and his success. And may the Lord this week remove anything that causes agitation or discord or frustration with his divine purpose and destiny for your life. I bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everybody say, I receive that blessing. God bless you. Remember, there's merch downstairs and also baskets for the children. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you, and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.